What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Jordan Tarver. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast with Jordan yet, no worries. Jordan, if you don't know, is an author, photographer, and van lifer. He doesn't live in his van, but he does use it frequently. He bought an old work van, converted it. He can now sleep in it, eat in it. There's a table. There's benches. There's a bed. It's awesome. He did it on a he budget converted his van. So I think he said other than the price of the van, obviously, which will be a couple thousand, few thousand dollars, of course. I think he said he converted the entire van for about two grand, I think. So it's a pretty affordable build. And before that, he went on a solo backpacking trip around Europe for three months, which was life-changing for him. And on that trip, he really connected with writing through journaling. And from that, he turned his journals. He took he took his journals, put them all into the computer, and was able to turn them into a book. Now that book is called Moment to Whom It May Concern, Volume 1. It is available now. It'll be linked in the show notes down below if you'd like to check it out. But I really enjoyed my conversation with Jordan. And actually, it's funny enough how Jordan and I got connected was Jordan reached out to me. Always dope when people reach out to me for the podcast. And I don't always say yes, actually. That's a fun little caveat that I kind of throw in here. I, people reach out to me on occasion, and I don't always say yes because I'm really trying to be particular to my niche. And of course, the niche of the podcast being social media. So I don't always say yes, but Jordan was someone that was interesting to me. He fit the niche of social media. He's using social media to spread his message. And basically what happened was after I, uh, I interviewed Bobby Hobart, Bobby posted on his Instagram story talking about the podcast. Jordan saw that. Jordan was on Bobby's podcast and Jordan reached out to me. So I wanted to give that shout out to Bobby for indirectly causing this podcast. And I'm really happy Jordan reached out to me because I really enjoyed my conversation with him. And the first point that I want to talk about from that conversation, from the interview, was that was journaling. Now, journaling, as I mentioned, was something that Jordan connected with or started doing when he went on a solo backpacking trip across Europe. He bought a journal before he left for the trip and he just journaled throughout his entire travels. And it really stuck with him and he's still doing it to this day. And he just, tons of life lessons that he learned through, obviously on the trip, but through journaling as well. And he's also started doing something that I think is really cool is he does these sketches in his book. Usually when he's on his trips in his van, he sketches out the scene in front of him. So the landscape, the mountains, whatever it is that's in front of him, he sketches out out of his book and they're pretty cool. I think there should be post them on his Instagram from time to time at Jordan Tarver if you want to check them out. But journaling, so I asked Jordan near the end of the podcast, like if people want to live a more, what's the word I'm looking for, a more meaningful life, where do they start? And he said journaling, 100% journaling. Whenever people ask him this, he always says journaling. And journaling allows you to learn things about yourself and discover who you are. And that's kind of what he said journaling does. And that's why that's where you should start. Go buy a journal, start from there. And then in terms of living a more meaningful life, the journaling process will kind of teach you as you learn who you are, what that meaningful life looks like for you and where you should go with your life. And I want to touch on journaling journaling specifically because probably like a week before I started this podcast, with, I did this podcast with Jordan. I'd started journaling myself about almost two weeks into it now at this point. And I am loving it. Like a lot of stuff that Jordan says, self-discovery, learning things about yourself, just processing the thoughts in your head. It's very effective for that. And so 
I'm definitely learning a lot about myself. I'm having thoughts that were in my head that I'm putting down on the paper that I didn't know were in my head. Like journaling, I couldn't recommend it enough at this point. And there's a lot of different structures for journaling. I think there's called, there's like morning pages, there's bullet journals, there's all these different things. And my journaling structure is probably the least structured it can be. I literally just kind of write. At, so basically, I also, I said putting the, my thoughts down on paper. I actually put them in my phone. So I use Evernote for journaling, but I, I use Evernote for a lot of things. This is a conversation for another day. But either way, so I use Evernote for journaling and I just kind of do it at the end of my day. I pull my phone out. I usually listen to some music or something. I'll go back. I'll listen to an album that I've listened to. I haven't listened to a couple of years. Bump some tunes. Listen to some bump some tunes. Wow. Um, but I'll listen to some music. I will just kind of work through my day. Sometimes I'll have the note. I'll start the note earlier in the day and I'll write down different thoughts that kind of pop in my mind. Oh, I should kind of, I kind of work through that thought later and I'll write it down on my phone. And then at the end of the day, I'll go through and I'll kind of recap my day, talk about any highlights or anything that happened during my day. I try to take a photo every day as well to include in the journal. Um, just a photo from that day, but yeah, I just work through my day, point out any key moments, talk about any things that I think are, that I want to remember work through some thoughts in my head that I've had through the day that I've written down. It's literally, there's no structure. So whatever's in my head, I just want to get it out of my head before I go to bed. There's nothing for me to think about when I'm in bed because I've written it all down. I've got it all out of my head, into my phone, and I go to bed. But it's honestly been super effective for just unpacking things in my head and thinking through different thoughts. Like I found, I mean, granted, we, I know we're social distancing at the time of recording this podcast. That's part of the reason why my life obviously has slowed down a little bit. But even before that, before journaling, I felt like I was so go, 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 go. And actually, before I want to get into being so go, 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 I want to talk about on top of the journaling, I've also built in a morning and night routine, which is something that Jordan has as well and something he swears by. So I kind of want to run you through my morning routine at this current time. Depending on when you're listening to this, if it's post-coronavirus, post-social distancing, it will have changed somewhat. But right now at this current moment in time, what my morning and night routine looks like is I wake up 7 a.m. every single morning. I do a 45-minute workout. It's in my living room. I do it on the floor. I do a 45-minute workout. From there, I go into the bathroom. I meditate for five to 10 minutes, depending on the day, depending on maybe my workout takes a little bit longer and I, want, I have to make sure my timing's all right because I got to start working, but five to 10 minutes of meditation every single morning. From there, I do a cold shower. And I'm talking like ice cold, like hurts kind of cold. And my goal is to just be in that water for one whole minute, right? So one minute in the freezing cold water, it sucks. It sucks a lot. But... Once you hit 60 and you turn the tap off after that, you feel like you can accomplish anything that day. You made it through that one minute in the freezing cold water. You battled. It wakes you up. I tell you, it definitely wakes you up. You battle through it and then you turn off and you feel amazing because you just did it through something. You challenge yourself to start your day and you're ready to kick ass for the rest of the day. And then after that, in the evening, my, my night routine right now starts around 9.30. I will read a book for about 30 to 45 minutes. After that, I will clean for about 20 minutes, I want to say, whether it be just catching up on some dishes or tidying things up around the apartment. And just because, one, it's good to be in a clean environment, in a clean space. It really helps with my mental. But it's also just kind of a good way to unwind for the day. So I do that for about 30, or sorry, 20 minutes or so, maybe 30, depending on how much time there is. And then I will journal just like I said, write down whatever on paper and I just get that out of my system, write everything down on, in, in my phone and then I just go to bed around 11 o'clock. And you probably listen to that and be like, okay, hey, whoa, but time out. 
you start your morning routine at seven. It probably ends around eight fifteen. So that's an hour and fifteen. You spend an hour and a half on your workout or an hour and a half on your night routine. That's over two hours of time. I don't have that kind of time. And honestly, I used to be the very same way, especially when it came to my night routine. Like my nights were right up until 10 p.m. pretty much working. And then I kind of just crashed out and then went to bed. Sometimes 10.30, crashed out, go to bed around 11. But since starting this night routine and this morning routine, it's just kept me in a good mental state for most of the week. And I think even though I'm cutting some time out of my day to make sure I do this morning and night routine, one, through reading and journaling, all this stuff, I feel like I'm learning a lot more and becoming a more well-rounded human because of it. But on top of that as well, I'm more productive in the hours that I have. Instead of just like burn, like not burning out, but just going to like crash every single day, I wasn't as productive. But now that I'm starting and ending my day right, I'm just that much more productive during the day. So you might feel like you might not have as much time, but you'll become more productive by focusing on a morning and night routine, and especially journaling. Journaling is just great. This kind of, I got into a really weird side tangent. Usually these takeaways are about my guests and what I learned. And I did, it was a big takeaway for me was the importance of journaling, especially someone that's just starting it. And it was good to hear that. So I just want to share with you kind of what my journaling looks like. It's like I said, it's really random. We'll go on what my morning and night routine looks like right now. In the second point that I wanted to talk about, let's talk about solo travel because that was a really pivotal moment for Jordan and his story is the trip he took to Europe by himself. And he wasn't actually originally supposed to go by himself like he talked about. He was supposed to go with a friend who ended up not being able to go due to um, due, due to a job and something coming up with a new job so he couldn't go to Europe. So Jordan tried to find somebody, couldn't. So he ended up making the call and going on this trip alone. And through this trip, he learned a ton. And obviously, like we talked about, it wouldn't have been a bad trip had his friend been able to go, but he wouldn't have had the same experience. And he had just a life-changing experience on this trip. And I'm curious if anyone else listening to this has ever traveled by themselves. Because this it just stood out to me just because of how fondly he talked about that trip and his experience. Because solo travel is something that I've always been interested in. I've never done it. The closest I probably came was when I was 18 at one point, I almost, I was starting to look at like hostel jobs, moving to Europe for the summer to work in a hostel, that never happened. Then I was looking at potentially doing a solo trip when I was 20, that fell through. So I've never, I've never solo traveled, but it just seems like such an incredible experience. I don't know many people that have solo traveled. So it's cool to talk to Jordan about that experience and how important it was to him. And of course, the caveat being right now, I understand the coronavirus is happening at the time of recording this podcast. I'm not traveling right now, but down the line, two years down the line, whatever it might be, when we're back to some form of normalcy and people are traveling again more openly, because I feel like whole thing, I don't think travel, it's not like we're going to slowly ease back and normal. Everyone's going to be traveling again. I still think there's going to be some residual effects from the coronavirus. That's why I'm saying two years. I'm not saying the coronavirus went two years. Anyways, tangent, I digress. But either way, solo travel is just interesting. I think you learn a lot about yourself and it's something that I want to do. And it's just a big, it's something that stood out to me in the podcast, just how fondly he reflected on that experience, how much he learned about himself. I think one of the things too that stops a lot of people from solo travel though is, is they're afraid. And I totally get that fear. You're going across the country, you're going across the country, you're going across the world to a foreign country by yourself. You might not know the language. You might not know people. How are you going to do it? And I don't know because I've never done it, but I think it's an important experience to have and one that I really want to have. 
I've never traveled by myself and I just think it would be such a life-changing experience. So I'm curious to hear your solo travel stories. If you're listening to this, send me a DM on Instagram at the Jacob Kelly. DM me. Let me know what your solo travel experience is like or was like. The next point, point number three, is when we were talking about photography on the podcast, I'm always curious about how people crafted their style. And then we, and then I'm curious if the people that they follow or the people that like the people they follow on Instagram are the photographers that inspire them influence that style. So I asked Jordan who, who, like if he had any photographers that he kind of looked up to or that were his inspiration. And he said that in terms of photography and stuff, his inspiration is his, is his closest friends. And I thought that was super cool to hear because usually when I ask people this, they say like some big name photographer, maybe Brandon Wolfel, Sam Elkins, Sam Elkin or Sam Elkins. Either way, they say these huge Chase Jarvis, they say these famous, these popular photographers on Instagram are these famous photographers, but he just said his friends. I don't think anyone's ever said that before when I asked them who inspires them as a creator. And that's really cool because I've talked about it on these po- these takeaways episodes before is that you are a product of the five people you surround yourself with. It's a famous saying, you are who you surround yourself with. And Jordan's kind of living that. Like he's surrounding himself with these other creative types and that's where he's drawing his inspiration from. He's not drawing inspiration from big famous photographers. He's literally doing it with the people he surrounds himself with. And that's so key is who you surround yourself with. Ask yourself that question. Who do I interact with the most on a day-to-day basis? Are they lifting me up? Not necessarily that they're dragging you down, but are they lifting you up? It's a really important question. And if you think you're with people that aren't lifting you up, that aren't pushing you, maybe lifting you up is about pushing you is probably better. If you don't have friends that are pushing you to be better, then you need to start hanging out with some different people. I'm not telling you to go quote unquote break up with your friends. Just maybe don't see, just don't hang out with them as often. You can still see them. Just don't see them three times a week. See them once a week, once every two weeks and focus on finding those people that are going to push you to be better. And if you don't have those people immediately, there are so many people on the internet that you can follow that will push you to strive towards it. Because one, you are, of course, a product of the people you surround yourself with, but you're also a product of the people that you can, or sorry, you're also a product of the content that you consume. So if you don't have those people immediately available to you, work on creating those connections and creating those relationships and friendships with people that are going to push you to be better. But if you don't have them, find that content and start consuming powerful content that's going to make you internally driven to be better. Fill your feed with positive content. That's a big kick for me right now is making sure my Instagram, my Twitter, they have content in them that inspires me or that's interesting or that's going to make me smarter. Not that's just going to be like mind numbing and I'm just going to scroll. I literally the other day, yesterday, I think I started my day by watching TikTok for an hour. I try not to open TikTok anymore because my self-discipline when it comes to that app is horrendous and I opened it. And I lost an hour of my day, just mind numbing TikTok content. I'm always hoping for one that's really going to make me laugh. And it's probably like one in every 30, 40 TikToks. That could be like 30 minutes of TikToks because you can do it for up to an hour. It's just mind numbing content that doesn't make me better. And I'm really on a kick of trying to fill my feed with content that makes me better. Because the same way you're a product of the people you surround yourself with, you're also a product of what you consume. So who are you surrounding yourself with and what kind of content are you consuming? Those are two very important questions. Speaking of content, 
and self-produced content. This is a horrendous segue, but I want to talk about Jordan's book. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's called Moment to Whom May Concern Volume 1. And his second book, which is yet to be released, it's coming out soon. It's called You Deserve This Shit. And I want to talk about the way that he publishes, or the way at least he publishes first books. I know he's trying to get on with the publishing agents with his second book. With his first book, how he published it is, I didn't realize this, is on Amazon, you can essentially upload your book and your cover and everything and they will essentially act as, it's almost like a print-on-demand for books. So print-on-demand is like when you when you um, you upload a design for a shirt, and whenever someone orders that shirt off of your website, it sends it to the print-on-demand company. They then screen the shirt, make the shirt, and they send it out. So they don't make the shirts until there's orders coming in. And that's essentially what Amazon does with books, which I think is great. Because if you ever want to go the self-publishing route for books, this is a low cost way for you to do it. You don't have to buy that many books. It's more so, like I said, print on demand. You can buy the author's copies that are a cheaper rate than what you sell them at full price. And then you, so you can have physical copies to sell, whether you're doing book signings or whatever it might be. But for everyone else, they just the book gets printed as it gets purchased. So if you want to publish a book, this is a great alternative. This is a great option for you. I never realized that this was actually a thing. I think it's super interesting. I would love to write a book. The only problem right now is I have no idea what I would write a book about. But I think if I ever were to and I wasn't famous, which last time I checked, I'm definitely not, I would go through this route, this route with Amazon because it just like with Amazon, it's just going to keep your overhead low. You don't have to invest a ton of money into publishing a book. And I'm not saying this is the best way to do it. Obviously, there are benefits to partnering with a publisher. Obviously, they have built an infrastructure that can help push your book more so more people read it. But if you're an independent author or just an independent creator that wants to put out your own book, this Amazon route is something that's super interesting. And I highly recommend you look into it if you want to self-publish your own book. The last point that I want to talk about today from my podcast is actually one that happened within the first 10 minutes. It was probably, I don't want to say it was, it was one of my, it was one of the standout points. One of my favorite points from the podcast, maybe my absolute favorite. And But like I said, it was super early on. It was super subtle that almost might've just like skimmed by, but we were talking about when Jordan first got into photography when he was in high or when he was in college. And he self-admittedly said when he went into college, he was kind of just about the money and chasing, chasing the money a little bit. And that's why he went into finance because he figured there's a lot of money there. And I asked him when he first started doing photography, if he ever thought about doing it for money, whether it be wedding photography or whatever it might be. And he said, of course, at the beginning, because when he, not even being a finance major, just being a business major, whatever he's doing, he's looking for that business opportunity. And so, of course, he thought about it with photography, but then it kind of clicked with him later on that you don't need to monetize everything. And his quote, I'm probably going to get this a little bit wrong, try not to misquote him here, but he basically said that you don't have to monetize everything and it is okay to do something for the pure for the reason solely of it brings you pure joy and it puts a smile on your face. And that's ultimately what he decided to do with photography was, yes, he could make money with it, but at the end of the day, he wanted to keep it as a hobby. It made him happy. He didn't want to complicate it by putting money involved. And that is okay. And I think this is a super important point because not just for you listening, but also for me, like this is a good point for myself to hear. When we think of social media, when it comes to social, we often think that, we need to turn everything into a business. Everything needs to be a money-making option. We want to grow our following so we can make money. We want our podcast to get a lot of downloads so we can sell sponsorships so we can make money. We want to have lots of views on YouTube so we can pull in that ad revenue so we can get sponsors on our YouTube so we can make money that way. 
And I understand the appeal of wanting to do this. Wanting to be able to live off of your own creation is huge. And I would love to be able to do that with the podcast. And I hope that that is an option for me one day. But you have to remember if starting out, especially starting out, that your goal is to make money off of it, this just adds pressure. Let's say you start a podcast and you want your podcast to make you money. And that is your sole goal with the podcast. As an aside, if your sole goal of starting something is for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But let's say one of your main reasons for starting a podcast, you think you can make money off of it. This adds so much pressure and you're going to want to give up on the podcast when you upload episode number one and you only get eight downloads. If you thought you were going to make money off of this and your first episode slaps you in the face and you don't get nearly as many downloads as you think, you're going to lose a ton of motivation that way. But it's okay if something's your hobby, if you don't have the expectation that's going to make money. I'm not... I mean, granted, if someone's willing to give you money, for sure. But it's okay to have hobbies. It's okay for your hobbies to ultimately down the line become something that you make money from. But starting out with the intention of just making money doesn't make it as fun. This podcast, like I said, I would love if if I was paid to do this podcast. I spend a lot of time on this podcast. But I've since started kind of saying, I usually call it my side hustle. You could also probably look at it as my hobby. But... It doesn't make me money, and I think that's okay at this point. Like I said, I'd love to, but if if my main goal with this podcast was for it to make me money, I probably wouldn't be doing it anymore because I invest a ton of time. I invest some of my own money into this podcast, and it's not yielding me the returns financially. I think it's yielding me the res- returns in a, with the sense of, I don't know if purpose is the right term, but it's giving me some form of validation. It's giving me connections. I'm meeting a lot of great people because of the podcast. There's other things I'm getting out of it other than money. And I think that's just an important thing to remember is you don't have to do everything for the money. Everyone starts it. Most people start a YouTube or an Instagram and their goal is to grow it to make money. But it's okay to not be focused on the money and to do things just for fun. We should start doing things for fun. We should start doing things for fun again because it almost feels like We've forgotten how to do that. And on that note, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Whether you listen the entire way through or you're only listening to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Everyone do me a big favor. Go and follow Jordan on Instagram. He's at Jordan Tarver. Make sure you check out his book as well. Make sure everything's linked in the in the show notes down below. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. I've also recently launched my very own website and I've started publishing long form articles. So definitely go and check that out. I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes down below as well. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram. Instagram and at my social life podcast or on YouTube by searching up my social life. Last thing, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews you get, the more it helps new people find this show and it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.